106 to 96, the Sixers win. I'm Jerry Green here with Coy Camasholi from Philly Sports Talk. As usual, we're going to recap the Sixers game against the rival Boston Celtics. Um, and, you know, the Sixers sweep the season series against them and hold on to the one seed. How are you doing, Coy? I'm doing really good. I love beating Boston. Love it. And really, the last two years, barring playoffs last year, obviously, which I do not want to talk about. Uh, we were not healthy, though, anyways. We really dominated the Celtics uh, in the season series. We didn't dominate last year, but we took the season series. And this year, we swept them. Uh, it was only three games as opposed to four, but still, it feels really good. And the last time we played the Celtics, I believe, was in January, and we played them back-to-back games. But 3-0 against Boston this year, and Jarrett, another, none other than Joel Embiid. He completely bullied the Celtics for the win. He finished with 35 points and six boards. He only shot 9-19, but some of his buckets, uh, really the Celtics had no control of. He was having his way in the paint, and really he obviously led the team in scoring. And after that, you know, Danny Green had 17. Uh, it was just a good control win. You know, the Celtics never really had a chance. We went on a couple good runs in, like, the second quarter and, like, the third quarter. Around there, went 11-0 runs, 15-0 runs, and that's really what put the Celtics in the coffin. Yeah, and Joel had a great game, obviously 35 points, and he got to the line a ton. That's where he did most of his damage, 16 of 20 from the charity stripe. That's 80%, not too bad. Um, I think he, he's usually, I think his season average is like 86 or 85%, but um, you know, considering that he's just coming back from an injury, and his legs are a little bit tired maybe towards the end of the games. Uh, not as in good shape as he was before he got hurt. Um, that's not too bad at all. And here's a fun stat for you. In the three games that we played the Celtics this season, Joel Embiid shot more free throws than the Celtics' entire team did in those three games. Wow. Which is crazy. And, you know, a lot of people are going to point to this and say he's flopping. He gets every call from the rest. That's not exactly the case. I mean, if you're watching the game, like, these are hard-earned fouls. Like, he's he's getting the ball in the post, and he's going to the rim. He's going up with it, and the Celtics are fouling him. And to their credit, they that's really the only way they can stop him, which they really aren't stopping him because he goes to the line and makes both his free throws most of the time. But uh, that's the only way they can slow him down. And it seemed like it's kind of the strategy against him just try and tire him out and play physical basketball against him. And clearly it was not successful in the three games that we played them this regular season anyways. Yep. And to fact check, yes, Embiid is shooting 84.9, so 85% from free throw. Uh, But yeah, no more Daniel Tice, so no more completely just hard fouls. If any of you guys remember the first couple games this year, Daniel Tice would just literally – kill Embiid uh, and foul him so hard. Uh, he's obvi- he got traded. But yeah, Embiid, he d- he's not like he knows how to flop when he needs to, but like these are not flops. Like we've seen games where he's had flops. You know, I I think you could say that the Lakers game where we won off the Tobias Harris buzzer beater, uh, I think you could say there's flopping on both sides that game. I think he did. and But it's a part of the game at this point. You, know, you see everybody doing it. And Embiid, I would say, is not really a big name that comes to mind when you think of flopping. And he definitely didn't last night, I would say. Uh, But, yeah, 35 points in 33 minutes for the big fella. 
that's what you like to see. Uh, other names, Danny Green, you know, he had 17 points. He shot six of seven, including five of six from three. I am just, as the season goes on, I start to love Danny Green more and more and more. And he's been good defensively all year, too. He finished with two steals last night. Yeah, Danny Green is a good basketball player. Uh, there's not much else to it. Smart, knows how to play the game, and he provides some quality, key, important spacing that like helps the Sixers so much, uh, being that you know Joel Embiid likes to operate in the post. Ben Simmons isn't much of a threat on the perimeter. So having a guy like Danny Green who can just stand in the corner and draw help from the defense whenever he's out there is is very like useful. Um, like not just for him, but for and B like and B might not get to the line as much if he's not one on one in the paint so often because you know the help defender is all the way out in the three point line guarding Danny Green. Uh, so you know his impact goes even beyond the box score, but his box score looked pretty good last night. Uh, six of seven from the field, five of six from three, and seventeen points. So you know Danny Green with another good game. He's had a few just really good games where he shot the ball from three very well this season and this was one of them I, I, I will mention though a guy who did not shoot the ball very well from three Seth Curry he was just one of five struggled the past couple of games but you know he's been kind of hot and cold all season long yeah Curry you know one of five for three like it's good otherwise you know four or nine so when you take away those uh four missed threes he was four or five from the earth so it's not too bad numbers there just you know he's gonna Three-point shooters are going to have their off nights, like you said. So, Curry wasn't great, finished with nine points. Uh, Tobias Harris, he really didn't do too much. You know, he took 11 shots, only made four. Uh, he took no threes last night. That's worth noting. Uh, but he had 10 points, eight boards, four assists, two steals. He filled up the stat sheet in almost every category, really. Uh, and then let's get to the controversy here. Uh, ben Simmons, who's had a rough patch lately. Uh, last night, he only took seven shots, which maybe was best. You know, he made four of them, you know, maybe just a little confidence booster, you know, goes home, looks, you know, oh, I went four or seven. I went over, I went 57%. That's pretty good. You know, he finished with 12 points, six assists offensively, four boards. He also had three steals. You, you know, we're, we're going to get out of him every night defensively. But yeah, Ben, uh, he just struggled the last couple of games and we talked about it, but I think he's on the road to coming back uh, to his elite self, especially since Embiid looks like he's back to his elite self. Yeah, he, he struggled very heavily in the stretch where Embiid was out. And I do wanna I do wanna point one thing out. Like I think that one of the big reasons why he has struggled is because he's playing a lot of minutes with Dwight Howard at center. And you know, Mike Scott, when he's in there, it helps out Sims a little bit, but Mike Scott is just like not good enough defensively to play center. Um so the team and I feel like in those minutes where Mike Scott did play center and we went a little bit smaller, uh, the team as a whole just wasn't very good. So it's hard for anyone to have success when, you know, the lineup is just not doing good as a whole. Um, but Dwight Howard at center next to Ben Simmons is just kind of a recipe for disaster as far as spacing. Like Dwight, all he really does is stand under the hoop and get offensive rebounds, sometimes run a little bit of pick and roll, but, you know, with Ben Simmons not being able to shoot, he's not really going to be running uh, pick and roll with Ben. Ben's more of the type of guy who would be the roller or the screener in pick and roll. Um, so, you know, he, 
Dwight just doesn't complement Ben's game very well. And having to play a ton of minutes with him in the stretch where Embiid was out, I think definitely hurt him a lot. Uh, he had to, like, the lane was clogged up more since Dwight was in there, so he had to take uh, more contested shots because obviously he's, he, everything he's shooting is at the rim. But um, we'll see how he starts to do now that Embiid is back. Maybe he'll find a little bit of a rhythm. Although, Ben, you can't say he's not getting it done on the defensive side. Uh, if you look at the box score, Jason Tatum did not have a good night. He was 7 of 17 from the field, just 41%. And Ben Simmons is the one guarding him most of the time. Uh, Tatum also only had 20 points. And I feel like, you know, Ben usually does a pretty good job guarding Tatum. And that was one of the main things we missed in the in the playoff series, the sweep that we don't want to talk about a lot. But uh, Tatum really lit us up in that series. And it's because we had no one to guard him. Ben Simmons is that guy. And improved it last night. Yeah, starters overall just outplayed the Celtics starters, uh, and that's that series. And, and I don't even get that upset. Like talk about that series, I'm more just get upset that we got swept by our rivals. You know, because we were unhealthy, and I was not confident in last year at all, really. But so it's not that sour of a subject for me. It's still you hate to go down like that to your rivals. But let's talk about the bench for a little bit. You know, Matisse Seibel. Defensively, he was good. One steal, one block, nothing really offensively. He only took two shots, both were threes, and made one of them. Shake Milton, uh, he went three of eight, had six points. So then Dwight Howard, he had four points, nine boards in 14 minutes. So the typical you know, rebounding kind of night for Dwight Howard, which, uh, gosh, I just love. And, yeah, like you said, he doesn't compliment Simmons' game very much, and they really are just not a good fit for each other. But I do love Dwight off the bench this year. He's been a treat to have, I would say. He's had his bad games, uh, but who hasn't in this lineup so far, really, except for Embiid? I don't think anyone else has had a bad game. And when I think about it, I really don't think Embiid has had a bad game. But continue with the bench. You know, uh, Furkan, he had 10 points, three boards. He shot one of four from three, three of seven overall from the field. And then Mike Scott in 12 minutes, nothing offensively, nothing really defensively either. And Paul Reed and Maxi both were able to get one minute uh, in garbage time. And that was about it for the Sixers. So really no notable performances on the bench. The bench ended with uh, 22 points, I believe. If I'm doing my math, 23 points. Uh, my bad. My math is a little uh, – did a little too much math tonight already. <laughs> yeah, the bench the bench wasn't great in this one. But, um, you know, the bench, they've been playing pretty well recently. So not something I'm too concerned about. Uh, when you look at the Celtics bench, though, there's a lot of guys who got minutes off their bench. They were throwing everything they had pretty much in beat. Um, we saw Robert Williams was a starter. He was in deep foul trouble early, uh, and he ended up fouling out, I believe, in just 14 minutes. So, yeah. <laughs> so that didn't really work. They tried Luke Cornett off the bench. Uh, he wasn't super successful. Grant Williams a little bit. He's more of a smaller guy, so he wasn't doing a ton of guarding Embiid. But Taco Fall was guarding Embiid at some points in the game. Mo Wagner off the bench as well. And, you know, that's not even mentioning all the other guys that came off the bench, like uh, Romeo Langford, who's recently returned from being out for a long time from injury, Semi Ojale, and Peyton Pritchard. When you really get down to it, the Celtics were running like a 12-man rotation last night. Uh, and then they even had a few more guys playing garbage time, like, the rookie Aaron Neesmith, Carson Edwards, Tremont Waters. Uh, they Brad Stevens went deep into his bag, pulling out all the substitutes last night. 
Yeah, and there's not much talk about the Celtics. Like you said, uh, nobody had a really good notable performance, you know, and that shows with their bench. You know, Tatum, he was held to 7-17 thanks to Ben. Uh, he only had 20 points. Jalen Brown had 17 points. He shot 6-10, so maybe he should have shot a little more last night in the 33 minutes that he got. But yeah, Kemba Walker, he finished with 14. Not the best shooting night from him. He shot 44%. Uh, but Let's let's end our let's end this podcast on one more thing, and I don't know if you have anything else to know, but I know I want to talk about this, uh, and it's going to be a brief little subject. But Jared, is Brad Stevens in the hot seat right now? Um, probably not, just because of the reputation he has. Uh, but you know he's not having the best season. I would argue that maybe more of that is like personnel based. The Celtics front office just hasn't done a good job recently. Haven't hit on much of anything in the draft since. Tatum and Brown uh like Robert Williams has been pretty good but you know besides that Kemba Walker trade or signing sign and trade whatever it was hasn't turned out so great for them um and they've all of their recent signings haven't panned out like Tristan Thompson and Jeff Teague I don't think either of those guys are even on their roster anymore maybe Thompson is I I think he might have got moved at the deadline I'm not too sure about that though but like Teague was definitely moved he's with the Bucks now yeah, I like those guys haven't had a huge impact on their team. And like I said, when your free agency signings haven't been hitting and your draft picks haven't been hitting, uh, you're not gonna your team's not gonna get much better. So I if anyone's to blame, I think Danny Ainge is the one, their GM, and he should be the one on the hot seat in my opinion. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of Brad Stevens critique and like people that think he's on the hot seat and all honesty, I think he is too. But I don't think he should be. Uh, I think if the Celtics are smart, they'll give him another year. And I would give him one more year, too. But that I, I think he'll be successful in that year. But with what the Celtics did with their roster, you know, Danny Ainge, what they did with this roster, I, I don't like this roster at all. You know, And that's not just a Sixers fan. You know, Celtics fans will say it all day long. They have way too many holes. You know, the depth is a big question. You know, they made a couple of trades at the deadline, you know, obviously getting Luke Cornett who's not a bad piece. Uh, it's nothing serious, though. And they really don't have a center. You know, Robert Williams, uh, he's kind of new to this whole thing with the Celtics. He never really got that much playing time. Uh, he's, he was their starter last night, that we, like we mentioned. You know, when Taco Falls getting nine and a half minutes, uh, I think your team, and I, that's nothing against Taco Fall. I hope he gets a lot of minutes, but he's more of a player that plays on a team that's either really bad or is really good and just needs, like, you know, minutes – like when your superstars are resting, but the Celtics right now, you know, Tatum and Brown, I believe in this duo a little bit. I think they could win a championship, but they need a lot of depth. I Kemba Walker doesn't fit in their system at all. You know, Celtics fans will argue and, you know, they might make some valid, valid points because he has had some good gains, but I just don't think he does. I think he takes the ball out of Tatum and Brown's hands a little bit. I don't think that's right. I think Marcus Smart's a great player, but other than that, there's nothing. They don't really have a good big, and it it's proven because Joel Embiid has just eaten the Celtics alive in the three games that we played them. And the Celtics, uh, if you're a Celtics fan and you're listening to this, I'm sorry. You guys aren't going anywhere this year. If you guys do, wow, I will be really upset with my prediction. <laughs> yeah, and just to fact check, Tristan Thompson is on the Celtics. He's been out for quite a while, though. I think he actually returned. Yeah, he returned tonight against the Knicks. Uh, they won 
they beat the Knicks tonight. So if you're a Celtics fan listening to this, at least you have that to hold on to. But um, they do have Thompson, and maybe he'll help out a little bit with their center situation, but he's been out for a while with COVID. Um, at, Thompson yeah, will not do anything for yeah, the center he situation. Been, he wasn't great before he was out um, earlier on in the season. Uh, just, but, yeah, the Celtics, their team is looking rough. And like you said, it's really their depth. Like, they have that great young duo of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And then Kemba Walker is a good player. Marcus Smart, another good player. Besides that, you get into Robert Williams, Grant Williams, Romeo Langford, Semi Ojale. Like, this is their rotation. Uh, and the bench, it's just terrible. They have four good players, pretty much. Um, but one more thing I do want to note before we actually wrap this up. The Celtics, what really lost in the game is their turnovers. And, like, they couldn't get anything going on offense. I don't think it was much of a problem for them offensively as much as it was a good thing for us defensively. Defense was just forcing a ton of turnovers. Celtics had 20 of those. And, Mm. you know, we had 11 steals, just being disruptive, forcing turnovers, uh, playing good defense. That's what the Sixers team does. And they have their guy back now, the centerpiece of that defense, Joel Embiid, and they look better than ever. Well, not really. They, They didn't look that good against the Celtics they've they've looked pretty good at certain points in the season but they look pretty good and I'm I'm confident we made both of us made a prediction earlier on that the Sixers would win the championship and you know I'm I'm sticking with that I think if you had to put a percentage chance on it of how likely we are to win a championship I think you fall between the 10 to 15 percent range just because you know like so many and that's actually like really high like I wouldn't give anyone in the NBA more than a 20 five percent chance really um just because anything can happen you know injuries stuff like that but 10 to 15 percent and i'm banking on us to hit on that 10 to 15 percent i like where the sixers team is and i like where they're going Uh, i think that they're my pick to win the championship as of right now yep me too and as long as they're so healthy i'm sticking with that pick uh so as you mentioned the celtics did win tonight they narrowly beat the knicks uh by two points so they have that going. They reached the 500 mark again. And the Nets blew out the Pelicans tonight. Uh, they will take first place by a half game over us. Uh, but the Sixers, we do not play tomorrow. We're off tomorrow. So two days rest. We know what happens in two days rest usually. And then we're back at it on Friday against the New Orleans Pelicans uh, at 8 o'clock. On two days rest, we should be able to crush a team that has been struggling. And then on Saturday, we play the Thunder. So on a back-to-back, we play two pretty bad teams. Uh, you know, they have some talent. I would say the Pelicans have more talent than the Thunder. But you never know. Take these two games seriously. We should be going 2-0. and And then we Monday is when a nice little competition starts against the Mavericks. So thank you for everyone tuning in. Philly Sports Talk. Peace out.